0: Okay, we made it. Episode two. What's
1: up? Want to introduce yourself?
0: Hello, I am still Naomi. Um, Rachel?
1: <laughs> I am fueled by anger at all times, and this is the outlet for my rage, but you guys know it as Sporty Spice. Rage! <laughs> rage. This, this Sporty Spice is presented to you by the letter R for rage. You could just call me Rage Troll. <laughs> um Funny. but yeah, so we were supposed to be joined by my dear friend Ike, but not happening. Uh very unfortunate, but we still live Ike. It's okay. I digress. Just a couple of panic attacks, figuring out what the fuck we were gonna do. But we got this. We got this. I believe in us.
0: I'm not cons- so we can talk about nothing now absolutely
1: yeah we could do it a hundred percent I'll talk to anyone who stands still long enough and sometimes it's a cardboard cutout not even a person I'll talk to my dogs and they won't even like listening to me I don't even like listening to me I don't listen to myself when I talk
0: yeah I just had a 30-minute conversation with this guy at the gym about literally nothing and then his children and then what I do for work um and and then his children and then his children and then his children children. yeah yeah it was great I just I don't like when people talk to me at the gym I don't yeah I don't like when they look at me I don't like when they acknowledge my existence I just want to go in and do my thing and leave
1: you know like especially because you know me I sweat like just there's no tomorrow and I just hate when people look at me in the gym because I'm just like (gasps) and I'm just like drenched I look like I went into the shower because my hair is just soaking wet but yeah gym experiences as a woman is definitely a thing definitely not always fun
0: I have some of the funniest gym stories
1: I'm like I'm so ready for this
0: I'm debating which one I should go for which one should I go for
1: I mean they're both pretty good
0: I have lost. You need to
1: tell both of them. You need to tell both of them because they're so good.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, last week, um, I was in the gym. I was squatting, you know, my booty was popping. Um, of course Some lunges, just freaking out. And this guy is staring at me and I'm like, can I help you? Like, what is going on? You've been staring for 20 minutes. Like uh, and he starts walking over yeah and i'm like all right like i'm not taking out my headphones like who is this guy and he goes to the man next to me and starts hitting on him
1: that is spectacular duality of man truly truly duality of man but
0: i can see that. yeah that
1: seems to be a common thing
0: <laughs> <laughs> um
1: yeah, you know, nothing makes you feel great about yourself like thinking someone's staring at you and then going to the person next to you. I
0: was like, I don't think that you were looking for anyone even like me. <laughs> like, I don't think you were <laughs> to find this. I don't think. You were I don't think like you even that. knew I was there. <laughs> that's that's, very, hilarious. that's so hilarious. Still better than the one that my friend has.
1: My yeah. Friend. No. Oh my God. The one with your. <laughs>
0: All right, so she's at the gym, she had a very similar experience as me. You know, she's up there, she's squatting, she's making those booty gains. And she sees this guy staring at her and she's going station to station and getting in like a bunch of different workouts, doing different exercises. I
1: know how it ends and I'm not ready for it.
0: <laughs> and this guy, why just he following her? Like wherever she goes, he's still looking. And she's like, all right, man. So she's had enough, it's been 20, 30 minutes and she's like, I'm done. So she yeah, goes- Yeah, it's like one
1: of those paintings that move, its eyes moves when you move around <laughs> it.
0: She's like, gonna give him a piece of her mind. She goes, hey man, and notices that he has a glass eye. <laughs> like, what do really- you even do in that situation? <laughs> well, you know what she did? She just goes, you have really good form. Nice recovery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, what's your <laughs> oh my gosh. gym story? Okay, well, there's a couple. So obviously, you know, in a pandemic, it's like, you know, gyms can be a little stressful because you don't wanna be too close to people and like, you wanna be safe and stuff like that. And I was on, this was actually right after the Capitol riots. And I was on the bike and I was just watching the news, minding my own business. And usually I go on the bike for like 20 minutes or so. And I, like, this guy sits down at the bike, like one away from me, because you know, the distance. And he's on the phone. First of all, he has a chin diaper, you know, the mask on his chin. And like, He's talking about how he wished he could be at the Capitol riots and storm the Capitol. And I'm like, okay, I need to leave because I'm going to punch this man in the face. So I get up in a huff. I'm very clearly angry. And I'm like angrily wiping down the bike. And then I make my way over the mat. And this bitch follows me. He follows me to the mat. And he's like right next to me. So I, you know, in my customer service, Rachel voice, I said, sir, I, got, I never call anyone sir, except for that moment. I was like, sir, you're gonna fucking put on your mask if you're gonna be working out next to me. And this dick, this fucking asshole goes, no I'll blow I'm like, first of all, you racist bastard, I'm speaking English. Secondly, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Just put it on your mask, it's not hard. And he was like, no, I'm not gonna put it on. And I was like, well, I'm immunocompromised, like I'm not comfortable with you not wearing a mask. Because well, if you're immunocompromised, you shouldn't be at the gym. I was like, okay, fuck you, I'm going to management. And he was like, tell them I say hi, because he was like a regular at the gym. And like, oh my God, this was just peak. This was so good. I told the manager and she's pissed. She gets so mad and she storms over there and just screams at him for like 10 minutes straight. It was amazing, it was fantastic. And yeah, now every time I see that guy, I'm like, and he immediately pulls it up and I'm like, yeah, bitch, that's right. But the fact that he followed me to the mat was really stressful to me, for me. And like, it's definitely a very common experience for women to be mel- made very uncomfortable in the gym. Like the other day, um, actually from that incident, I had met some of the staff and there's this girl over at hour to work there. And the other day I saw her for the first time in a while and we were talking and then, like these two more girls came into the room we were in and we were just talking and we were all like, we, every single one of us were like, yeah, there's been men who stared at us, like made us uncomfortable, like all that stuff. And like, they, it's very much like a guy gym. Like it's all men pretty much. There's like five girls, maybe who go to the gym. Like it's very, very male dominated. And like, I'm lucky enough to be friends with a bunch of the guys who go there, but like, obviously like most of these girls don't have like guy friends who go there and they go there alone and they're just like very un like this one girl told me that she was doing like um hip thrusts like uh with like pretty heavy weight and this man walks up to her and goes oh I gotta see this and follows her around the gym watching her work out yeah yeah so at least now, like we we had that heart to heart conversation. So now if any of us see that happening, we just walk up to the other and be like, hey, Daria, you ready to go? Like kind of help each other out. But it's just very concerning that that's such a common experience that the girl who works at the gym when she's giving tours to women, tells them if you feel uncomfortable, go into the classroom and close the door behind you because then no one will come in. And like, obviously there's no classes right now because of COVID. So it's just like an empty room. And, like, that's so concerning that she has to say that on every single tour she gives.
0: What else is (laughs) concerning is that that's what we're telling women instead of telling don't be an asshat. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, this girl definitely has done that. Like,
1: she has no, no shame in screaming at the male gym goers. But still, it's like, it's like not every girl has, like, the confidence to do that.
0: It's not even a confidence thing, right? I think it's how we're socialized as women. We grow up being told, like, don't be disrespectful, don't be difficult, be polite. And when you're taught those ideals, and when it's nailed into your brain that it's not okay to say things, then, you know, you're going to grow up, you're going to go to the gym, and you're not going to feel comfortable speaking about these things that make you feel powerless, right? Like, and I think this is conversation we're having about the gym, it transfers Specifically to what both of us want to do in the sports world, um, which, you know, in, in this male dominated industry, there are, of course, times that we're going to feel incredibly uncomfortable, right? Like uh, my experiences with uh, DC United, um, the ratio yeah, that of. That was bad. It, it was unreal, right? Almost all men. Um, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. I would say I worked as an intern with the the sales team. Um, I was the only female intern with the sales team, um, and then in the they call it like the bullpen. Um, there maybe like four or five women and the rest were men. So that's probably like twenty.
1: Guys. Like how many like twenty guys? Oh my god, that's insane. But
0: the ratio is really interesting, and you know when you have an environment like that and you have a young new woman coming into a place there it's it's really hard to make strong partnerships and and find those learning opportunities because a lot of times it's hard to differentiate between what is personal and what is professional um and I'm sure yeah and you also like don't necessarily want to make waves
1: so early in your career and it's just like you kind of have to parse like your thoughts of like what like when is a good time for me to say something and when's not a good time for me to say something. And granted, there should it should always be a good time to say something. Like realistically, you should be able to be saying anything. But again, realistically, that's not how the world works. Right. <laughs> and and it's, it's just
0: crazy having to navigate that. Right. It's not even saying things when, you know, there's inappropriate behavior so much as even just when you have such a poor ratio, you're gonna have those uncomfortable workplace encounters like. I mean, I have examples of when I've strictly wanted a professional relationship with my coworkers, um, specifically people above me or people I'd admired um, who, uh, I mean, it, it, it's confusing to tell what I guess I wanted from those interactions, I guess, from those people, right? Like, they don't understand that I'm just like, I'm really interested in this. I want to learn more. Can we go to lunch? Um, and they take it in a completely different way. Uh, yeah,
1: they're like, oh, she wants it. She's hitting on me. She wants right. to get the lunch with me because she must like. And they're like, do you
0: want to sleep with me?
1: No, no, I'm good. I'm
0: all right. Thanks. I think it's yeah, really, it's crazy. It's really difficult. And having so few women makes that situation so much more likely and so much more possible. You don't have yeah allies who are women with you who are having this shared experience so you don't really have people to talk about it with um and I guess kind of the way that the workplace is is then you have 20 men who see three women and they're like well those are the only women in the office so those are who we're gonna get to talk to every single day and you know try and get with I don't right. know it, it's, it's also, very predatory it's predatory and there's it, it doesn't even mean that these are bad guys because I don't think anyone I worked with was a bad guy. I just think that it promotes a toxic culture of masculinity that forces men to almost compete with each other to, to have sex with the few women that exist yeah. in the sports world. And of course that's making women not wanna enter the sports world. When you know that things like that are gonna to happen to you and not just in a sexual way, but I mean, there are other obstacles being a woman in a male dominated field besides that like people assuming you don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm sure you've faced that. I have, oh my God, I have such a good story. Oh, Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm in London. (laughs) This is when I studied abroad and I'm at a soccer bar and this man is talking around me to one of my American friends who just knows nothing about soccer. He's a man though, so. Of course, of course. (laughs) And he's talking about the game and he's like, my friend is like, I don't so know. Like, yeah, about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Naomi, she's a huge soccer fan. Like, she'd be much better to help you analyze this game. And he right. just—she's a much better person to have a conversation with. He doesn't even give me a chance. T- he just gets up and leaves. I, I,
1: that's crazy. That's mm-hmm. crazy. That's like um when I was working with the gopher men's hockey team and like you said, again, I don't think any of these guys are bad guys. Like they're great kids. They're all really sweet, but there is like this weird conditioning that like you don't believe when women work in sports. Like, it's like, they just doubt your credibility. And so I, cause I was still in college. So obviously like I'm also friends with some of these guys. Cause like it's college. Um, and So I was just hanging out and I got introduced to one of the freshmen and I was like, oh, like, yeah, I know who you are. I work with the team. I'll be seeing you every week. And he didn't believe me. He literally did not believe that I worked with the team. He made me show him my Twitter to prove that I worked with the team, which first of all, didn't even follow me back. Secondly, um, he could have asked pretty much any of the guys in the room because I had interviewed almost every single one of them. They all knew who I was. They all knew I worked with the team, but this little freshie, this plebe, he's like, Oh, I don't believe you. No way you work with the team. I'm like, like, I'm sure if I was a guy and I was like, Oh yeah, I work with the team. He would have been like, Oh cool. See you then. <laughs> like no, it's crazy. No it's crazy.
0: No doubt in my mind. It's just, this is, yeah that women don't know anything about sports that they have no interest in sports and that that belief is what keeps things the way that they are not you having- can't forget
1: the aspect of women only like sports because the athletes are hot <laughs> like that drives me sick. which first of all they can be hot and still enjoy the sport for the sport <laughs> like like it's like not like men watch the victoria's secret fashion show because they want to buy bras like no <laughs> they watch it because the women are gorgeous like and so what if a girl likes sports because the players are hot who gives a shit like she's doing what she wants to do like, she's having fun. She is living her best life. Who cares? Who cares? Like, maybe that's, like, the starting reason why someone got into a sport. But that doesn't, like, like, negate their interest in the sport, too. They can think that the
0: athlete's attractive and also be very interested in the sport. And you can also be incredibly knowledgeable about a sport, even though your, you know, initial reasoning for for getting into it was attraction i mean like i've all i grew up like i love soccer and it just so happens that my favorite soccer team chelsea is a team full of men models i mean i can't of course wasn't a personal choice they're just all incredibly good looking that doesn't mean that i don't know stats from the team or couldn't name every player right like that doesn't make it less valid and i think that's something that's really interesting and right the other way and when you think about how you know maybe a lot of men have been watching the women's national team <clears throat> more people than watch the men's national team in the U.S. um you think <clears throat> were, but not that anyone's counting <laughs> yeah, counting it was just the equal pay thing um right <laughs> um no I think what's interesting is I do often think that when men watch women's soccer it is because of how the players look um, and I think that maybe it's the power dynamic at play there that makes that less acceptable, right? Like what what are your thoughts on that, I'm curious. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, no, definitely. And it's also like, the, like obviously I'm not discrediting the skill of anyone on the team or anything like that, but the more like recognizable women on the team are just so happy, like just so happen to be some of the more attractive women on the team, like Alex Morgan, like she's stunningly gorgeous. But she's not necessarily the best player, she but is- everyone knows who she is.
0: Um, I would say my favorite player on the U.S. women's national team. Her name is Tobin Heath. Um, she's yep, really, yep, yep. really talented. She plays with uh, Manchester United uh, women's team uh, in the UK, and um, yeah, she she has a lot of endorsement deals and cool uh, sponsors, but. She doesn't have the same hype or name recognition as Alex Morgan, though she is just as talented of a player.
1: Um, yeah, and, and then of course there's Megan that I always pronounce her last name wrong. Rapino, <laughs> Um, which by the way, she's married to um, an alumni from my high school his mother did not know how to give an EpiPen, yep, Sue Bird, nurse Bird, did not know how to give an EpiPen, and she javelin tossed it into my leg, and I couldn't walk for three days, and that was also my first time using my EpiPen, so I have a good relationship with the Bird family, no, I'm kidding, but yeah, no, Um, but yeah, so she's obviously a recognizable figure, but that's also because she's very active in, like, just promoting the sport and, like, shining light on the inequality and stuff like that and of course also Sue Bird is also a very recognizable name um and like granted like i mean sue bird is probably the only women's basketball player i can name which is upsetting because like i want to support them but at the same time like it's like they aren't as like presented the same way like i it's hard to get into women's sports it feels like because of the lack of coverage and the lack of acknowledgement of their skill and yeah definitely like a lot of the like recognition is placed on the more attractive players again like Alex Morgan
0: right I mean and it's not even it's not even you know everyone's idea of the most attractive uh players right it's like just traditional beauty standards and because yep. I think yep. that every woman on the national team is like stunning right or I mean, everyone yeah. is gorgeous, right, in their own way. And I, I definitely appreciate that. I, I think it's really interesting that, like you said, I could not name a lot of WNBA players. Um, and I think a yeah. lot of that goes, or a lot of that comes from where ESPN and um, other broadcasting, uh, sports broadcasting places put their marketing dollars. Um, because, like, think about how much money they're spending on advertising. The Super Bowl, advertising, huge men's events, NBA games, you know, when this game's going to happen, like analysis before games, uh, everything like that. Yeah, the pregame coverage, postgame
1: coverage, like all that nonsense.
0: (laughs) For the winnings game, not only is that super difficult to find, you also often have to pay for it.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I also I got to say, though, last night was absolutely incredible as a hockey fan and a women's hockey player because the NHL actually did something good for once. They uh, broadcasted a women's hockey game and granted it was like the higher level of women's hockey, like a lot of them were Olympians and all that jazz, but they still broadcasted it. And it was like, hell yeah, it was uh, the PWHPA I think that's the the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association. Is that what I said? Whatever. I can't spell. (laughs) Um, It's fine. It's fine. You know what I'm trying to say. But yeah, so they did broadcast that. They're doing like this thing called the Dream Tour, which is awesome to see. But also at the same time, it's definitely not getting the same coverage. And it's not like as hyped up as much. It's crazy.
0: I had no idea. I had this. And like is- these
1: women are extremely talented. I mean, I yeah, exactly.
0: And like, I would love to watch that. And I just didn't know it existed because how would I? Yep. How would I unless I yep. have exactly who are interested, letting me know. And the thing is,
1: exactly the only reason I knew was because I followed these women on Instagram and they were posting about it. But other than that, I probably wouldn't have known. I mean, the NHL I think posted something about it, but not really like. Like, it just kind of got, like, swept under the rug with all the other posts that they make, and it just kind of faded into the background.
0: Do you ever, do you ever look at, like, ESPN's Instagram page? I like ESPNW. Just oh, I have mixed feelings. Bad- oh, my God, I want to tell you, you know- my issue with ESPNW.
1: Yes, please, because I need to know more about it because I don't really know that much about it. I've just seen what like my, my friends post and stuff like that. So
0: I appreciate that ESPNW highlights women's sports, but I think ESPNW is the same way that they have ESPN boxing or ESPN, you know, a different small sport in that by making this new category ESPNW, main ESPN no longer has to focus on women's sports. It gets to completely True. clear their conscience. They're like, no, we created this whole set for women to watch women's sports. Right. not possibly be interested in women's sports. Women, you're interested in men's sports though, right? Just kidding. We don't cater to women. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't I, want your input. <laughs> I don't think that ESPNW is accomplishing what we want it to accomplish. I think it looks like it's accomplishing what we want to accomplish, but it just means, because think about, I mean, we can look it up right now. How many people follow ESPN versus how many people follow ESPNW, right? Right.
1: Yeah. And actually that's something I didn't think about before. Cause yeah, that's right. That's completely true. Like it's like by separating them from the general like scope of ESPN, it kind of like not only like tokenizes them but also like makes them feel completely separate from the sports world and it's like well they're just as like influential and good and talented as the men so like they should be given the same platform not this side platform right. that you just so used to be like oh
0: ESPNW has 341k and ESPN has eighteen point six million. million oh I'm not ready yep sounds about right <laughs> <I'm just laughs> sounds saying- about right numbers like that you're creating this division where you think you can target women as a different audience but what right. I ESPN doesn't believe that half of fans who watch sports are women right like right I think they're not accounting for that at all I think it's a huge mistake and I think that by creating this subsection they're actually going in the opposite direction while looking like they care so that's my opinion on ESPN. Yeah,
1: that's something I didn't think about before. And now it's definitely something to be more critical of. And yeah, I, I have to say, like most of the really good conversations I've had about sports have been with women because women work twice as hard, actually more than twice as hard, just to prove that they know what they're talking about. And like, they belong in sports and they're just as credible as their male counterparts. It's It's crazy. It's crazy. And when I was working with the gophers, like it was a very overwhelming environment for me because I'm a tiny woman. I'm five two. I'm so small and I'm surrounded by men, all men, not a single woman in the room. And we're doing media scrums and I'm getting like pushed into the back and like people are talking over me. And it was very overwhelming at first. And thankfully, One of the players actually kind of did me a solid. He kind of just walked into the room, grabbed my arm, and then brought me right to the front with him so I could actually, like, ask questions and actually record what they're saying. But, yeah, it's a really overwhelming environment to be in. And, like, it's going to stay that way because women are very, you know, iffy about joining the field because we have these experiences like this. Like, it's a really uncomfortable profession to be in. It's You're always uncomfortable for the most part. You kind of feel like you have to prove yourself even though your male counterparts don't. Um, and like you just work so much harder just to be given the credit that you deserve.
0: Right, I actually, I don't know if anyone who watches this is still in college, but if you are, if you're a man or a woman, you can look into an organization that I used to be part of called AWSM which is the Association for Women in Sports Media. Um, And it's all about allyship and helping women enter the field, and also supporting women who are already in the field, um, making those connections, networking, um, and just kind of being someone to bounce ideas off of someone to connect to when you feel like you're the only woman in the room, or when you genuinely are the only woman in the room. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, and those connections are so important. They're really important. Like one of my, the best connections I ever made was also still working with the Gophers hockey team. The head coach retired after 19 years. It was a very emotional press conference. I would be lying if I said I didn't tear up a little bit. I mean, the man himself sobbed, <laughs> um, but there was one other woman in the room, one other woman there was about 30 people in that room and only one other person was a woman and she like runs in we're talking and you know like I like introduced myself to her and vice versa and she's like a sideline reporter for the Vikings and stuff like that and she's just like yeah, I'm like the only woman in the like, in the room. like, it's very common, but it's also like these connections are important for growing and kind of, you know, connecting more with each other and lifting each other up instead of just like, you know, kind of distancing yourself from them. Cause like, obviously our goal is to make it a more female, you know, accessible field. And it's, it's hard to do But I think if like younger generations are like, not only seeing this, but also like, you know, all the other things that these incredible women are doing, it can very much help the divide, but there's still that obstacle of the conditioning of the social environment in these places, like how the men interact with the women. And and there's still gonna be these like disparities in the amount of the ratio, like it's crazy. Like, and also, I was working with this brand i'm not going to name them because they don't deserve publicity <laughs> um but i had worked with these people for over a year i had done a ton of like uh promotions for them i produced content for them i even gave them a member of their staff and they snubbed me they snubbed me and i was like you guys have been telling me for over a year that not only am i part of this team but you're also going to be adding more women. And they added about 10 more people. A singular one of them is woman, a woman. So it's one woman in a group of like 25 men. So I'm yeah. like, how can you guys say you're diversifying when you're only putting on one woman and you're not even like covering women's hockey? Like you call yourself like a hockey page, but you're only covering men's.
0: Yeah, I think that's crazy. I, I also think one thing to consider and i know that we both probably talked a lot about this in college is our language and how we have women's hockey and hockey or women's soccer and soccer
1: And and soccer yeah
0: creating those differentiations like with espnw right like that's making them different from the norm so you have the norm which is hockey and then you have this subsection which is women's hockey and that's nice and our language but they're the same thing I <laughs> language allows us to continue thinking of men's sports as the norm as the standard and women's sports as a secondary option and I think that as long as and not only that but like it like makes it seem like they're completely
1: different entities like right.
0: I mean I think it's you should be saying men's soccer and women's soccer women's lacrosse and right not just lacrosse women's lacrosse because I think and women's lacrosse yeah continuing to do that is is not benefiting anyone even yeah. as small well as that define how we see our reality and and how our worldview is and so I think we need to start with little things and then move towards more steps um Future.
1: Yeah, and that's such like a subconscious thing that we do, but like it's definitely something we need to be more cognizant of because like it's like yeah, it really is creating this divide and making them seem like they're not the same or they're not the same level which they are. They're literally exactly the same. It's just one's women and the others men. There's no difference other than that. Right.
0: <laughs> I think crazy thing is maybe I guess I don't know enough about like women and men's tennis, or like I think some sports already do that, right? Like, I think they don't actually. Probably like volleyball and women's volleyball. Yeah, I think like volleyball and like gymnastics. I'm upset. Those are
1: the only two I can think of. I'm upset. (laughs) Again, today's episode is brought to you by the letter (laughs) R for rage. But, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, those were like, really the only sports, and, like, those are also sports that aren't covered as much, too. Drink? <laughs> I actually didn't have one with me today. I know, shocker, shocker, surprising, right? Oh, she's going, she's going. Look at those socks. That is a soccer superstar if I've ever seen one. Soccer superstar, Naomi Gross. I feel better now. <laughs> just like smashes bottle overhead, drinks the whole thing. All right, I'm better now. It's good, just, oh.
0: yeah, Anyways, I feel like we should finish this up. I just, thank you for letting me vent. I needed this today. Um,
1: of course. Yeah, Sporty Spice, AKA the outlet for our rage. <laughs>
0: honestly what this is that's why we made this and I'm good with it I think uh, I don't know if anyone else would be interested in it but this personally has been therapeutic for me so
1: yes me too me too and yeah and like it's also like just putting ourselves out there especially in like this like job I'll be calling you right now it's just terrible I mean I hate opening my email because every single goddamn day I have thank you for your consideration
0: however we have decided to go with someone else place
1: well, nice. experience more closely relates our needs
0: they respond to you they don't even uh, respond to me I'm applying for jobs
1: and they're like dude, it's not even a response it's, a, it's an automated message from the, the, they the, the
0: really
1: service say. I use they don't
0: even I'm like applying to a bunch of shit and they don't even they don't even say anything what service do you use? Well, I've been going through LinkedIn recently. It's been it's been bad. Um,
1: in- so what I do is with teamwork online. So um, when like you're rejected from a job, it's an automated response.
0: That's how I got my job with these teamworks so, online.
1: That's how I got my job with the Bethesda, the big train.
0: Yeah, honestly, like if you want a job in sports, I feel like that's a great place to go. Currently, I'm looking at jobs in London. Um, which is why right. I haven't been using Teamworks online. But if I was looking for a job around here I would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's just like
1: and you also know deep down that they're they're interviewing men. Like
0: <laughs> Oh I know. Oh, I've
1: gotten, like you know for like you just know like wow. you're like God damn
0: it. I'm upset. <laughs> All right, that's that's enough. That's enough for yeah, today. Um
1: <laughs> no reason to make Naomi's hair fall out. <laughs>
0: You just know they're just like white privileged men it's like I'm just yeah the worst part is
1: when they say when they say that like it's like we have decided to go with someone whose experience more closely relates to our needs I'm like dude I checked out
0: every single box in the requirements <laughs> yeah I, we gotta stop I'm gonna rip my hair <laughs> I'll talk to you later Good day.
1: Good day. <laughs>